and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. As we come to the holiday season in, an, in the unprecedented year of 2020, from now through Thanksgiving Day, I'll be talking about gratitude and how the Word of God encourages us to thank Him every day in every way. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Did you know that God is the source of all good things? At an evening networking event some time ago, it had rained a bit just before the event, but it stopped. The restaurant hosting it planned to have it out in their patio. The staff wiped the chairs and tables down and lit the fire and colorful outdoor lights, and it was a nice setting. The manager then stands up to greet everyone and says, thank gosh that it stopped raining. I looked at her and I'm thinking, gosh, that's G-O-S-H. Really? Gosh? Had it not been a business event, I would have taken her aside and asked, who is gosh that you were thanking? Which brings me to another question. If an atheist sits down to a Thanksgiving dinner with his or her family, who exactly are they grateful to? Whoever made the dinner? That's it? One thing that I am grateful for in my Catholic upbringing is that I know God exists and I've never doubted that. I know that Jesus is a son and that he died on the cross and rose to heaven in three days. And I know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Holy Trinity, though I really didn't know what the Holy Spirit did until I became a saved, born-again Christian. And I thank Jesus for that gift of grace. I can't fathom anyone not looking around at this great world and not seeing that there had to be a creator God. But this isn't a post on apologetics. What I'm getting at is that God is the source of all that is good in this world. All good gifts, blessing, promises, everything. Furthermore, when we realize that and become grateful to him, our attitude changes for the better. Good gifts, blessings, and being blessed. Jesus told us in Matthew 7, 1 through 11, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who seeks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened to you. I'm going to read that again. <laughs> for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Then verse 9, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, you give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In previous posts recently, I wrote about living every day with gratitude as well as praying with an attitude of gratitude. Gratitude makes all the difference. It's acknowledging that everything you have comes from God. James, Jesus' brother, told us in James 1.17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, 
who does not change like shifting shadows. Even King David acknowledged it. In Psalm 16 too, I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. How to be blessed. In Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount, he started by telling us how to be blessed. I've uh, I'm going to uh, read both the NIV version and the Amplified version. The Amplified version of the Bible is, an in is interesting because it adds words and phrases explaining the deeper meaning of certain words. But here's the NIV version first. This is um, done. This is one of my favorite versions. I also like the New Living Translation. But the NIV is is really the one that is really in plain English, and it's a good um, translation of the original Greek. All right, so we are in Matthew um, chapter 5, and we're starting in, in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now the Amplified Version. And listen carefully. So I'm going to start verse 3. Blessed. Um, and then in, in brackets, blessed, they have blessed means spiritually prosperous, happy to be admired. Are the poor in spirit, those devout of spiritual arrogance, those who regard themselves as insignificant. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. Verse 4, blessed, forgiven, refreshed by God's grace, are those who mourn over their sins and repent for they will be comforted when the burden of sin is lifted. Five, blessed, inwardly peaceful, spiritually secure, worthy of respect, are the gentle or meek, the kind-hearted, the sweet-spirited, the self-controlled, for they will inherit the earth. Six, blessed, joyful, nourished by God's goodness, are those who hunger, and thirst for righteousness. Those who actively seek right standing with God, for they will be completely satisfied. Seven, blessed, content, content, sheltered by God's promises are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Eight, blessed, anticipating God's presence, 
spiritually mature are the pure in heart, those with integrity, moral courage, and godly character, for they will see God. 9. Blessed, spiritually calm, with life, joy, and God's favor are the makers and maintainers of peace, for they will express his character and be called the sons of God. 10. Blessed, comforted by inner peace and God's love are those who are persecuted for doing that which is morally right, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, both now and forever. 11. Blessed, morally courageous and spiritually alive, with life, joy, and God's goodness are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of your association with me. Be glad and exceedingly joyful for your reward in heaven is great, absolutely inexhaustible. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The salt and light part it is labeled disciples in the world. 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste or purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. You sucked even back then. Look at that. <clears throat> 14. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence, and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So, if you have the free YouVersion Bible app, go to this, go to that chapter. It's Matthew seven, uh, Matthew five, and and uh, look at the two versions side by side to compare them. And this is an important message, so I suggest that you study it carefully. Uh, and I also recommend um, going through the lesson on this chapter in Through the Word. It's another free Bible app, and I have a graphic over in my blog um, that can show you what that looks like. Um, continuing with gratitude and truth. And here's a quote from one of the studies, uh, one of the study plans in the Bible app. And this is um, by Megan Lacefield. And I quote, everything written in the word of God is truth. Gratitude doesn't always come easily because our flesh doesn't like to line up with truth. But as we bring our flesh into alignment with truth, the practice of gratitude will change our perspective. We get to express our gratitude towards God. Think about it for a minute. The very breath you have was given by him. If he is the source of every good gift in our lives, it's safe to say every award we've been presented, compliment we've received, promotion we've gotten, or acknowledgments for our service is all because of him. How we respond to the gifts becomes the most important part. The giver of every good and perfect gift deserves the praise. Yes, it is worth celebrating your accomplishments, but in the celebrating, we turn our attention to the giver. Because of his perfect love for us, because we are his creation, we get to celebrate him as our source. Think about the most recent accomplishment, compliment, or kind word you've received. Why do you think you received it? What led up to that moment? And you, you, you should get into the habit of writing 
things down. Get a, you know, those, get them all over the place. I get them free at networking events, little blank books. You can call it a gratitude journal or a notebook. Jot down a few of those things that happened that led up to the moment where you felt honored and celebrated. In your prayer time, give those things to him and thank him for being the source of every good and perfect gift in your life. Again, that's uh, by um, Megan Lacefield from uh, ElevateHim.com, and there's a link to it on my website. Now, this is something you should do every night. Thank God for the blessings of the day. Even if it was a tough day, and we all have them, think of the good things that came out of it. And as I started the series on gratitude, I recall the song from one of my favorite musicals, Godspell. Um, and so I put the video uh, in my blog. You can click on over in there. It's all good gifts. And as I was reading the Salt and Light one, there's, there's another song that I'm going to embed to in the bottom there. And I have the lyrics also. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a worship song. And it's, it's a lot of fun because it's a video from the original play um, from 1973. <laughs> That's when I graduated high school. Wow. Um, but, um, the, the character, um, portrayed, portraying Jesus quotes Matthew 6, uh, 2830. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow was thrown into a fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? And like Paul said to in his many letters, I thank God for you, visitor, subscriber, listener, and seeker of the gospel truth. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious, and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, 
and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.